It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Bust, Bust and Loose Baseball, hosted by Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer, gives you in-depth analytics and interviews on everything baseball in the nation's capital. Now, here's your host, Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer. All right, so let's get into some of the other guys in more detail then, uh, specific to the roster decisions that were made to add guys to the 40, uh, starting with DJ Hers, who's been at the Arizona Fall League. In fact, I actually, um, you know, it was cool. I, I, I had him on my baseball show on Sirius XM that deals with prospects, and uh, he told me about his Vulcan changeup being maybe his best pitch at this point. Uh, we had a great conversation about some of his stuff. Uh Look, if you, if you look back to the start of the 2021 season, DJ Hurst leads all of minor league baseball with a 176 uh, opponent batting average. He's second with 13.4 strikeouts per nine innings, minimum of 250 innings, dating back to 2021. So that, that's a sample of, you know, we're looking at three seasons in the minors, and nobody has been better at uh, not allowing hits, and only one person's been better at strikeouts per nine. This is a really nasty left-handed pitcher that they got from the Cubs. I still have my reservations and concerns about if he's going to be a starter or a multi-inning reliever because he does walk a lot of guys, and that has been an issue. Um, And Mitchell Parker, the stuff isn't the same. Like, they're different guys. But Mitchell Parker is an interesting guy who the Nats just added to the 40-man roster. We can get into him in a second. But his numbers in the minor leagues have also been exquisite uh, over the last couple of seasons. So, they went with guys who have performed who are decent prospects. In the case of hers, he is 16th in the system right now and ascending. I mean, again, he goes out to the AFL and, and he's getting a lot of swings and misses and turning heads. It's been a really productive season for him since they went and got him from the Cubs. If you look at his numbers, Toby, after he came over to Washington, now I mean, he was pitching well, remember, when they acquired him, but the 22-year-old lefty, who in D.C. system pitched exclusively eight starts in double-A, 53 strikeouts in 35 innings and only 20 hits with a 161 average against a 1.1 whip and an ERA of 2.55. Like, he was magnificent after they traded for him. Yeah, I'm really interested whenever he's in town, I want to go see him pitch because he's someone that, you know, we've talked to various people about him and – it's basically the the delivery. His stuff is good, but he's not blowing ninety eight by guys. Like he's a he's a stuff guy with a funky delivery that allows him to be pretty effective. Now that delivery is also a little bit of a bane to him. That's why he walks so many people. But it's also the reason that guys can't hit him. Like you said, I mean, these numbers are incredible to see how many guys he strikes out, how few guys can get hits off of him. It's about limiting the walks. But I think it's something that. Hopefully they can get in control a little bit, but it might just be one of those things where you live by the sword, die by the sword, where 
you get a lot of strikeouts and guys can't see you very well, but you walk guys because of that delivery and you kind of live with it. And in that case, maybe he ends up being a reliever. But again, I think getting a solid guy like that that can help you out and is showing some real promise in the minor leagues. I mean, those numbers you pointed out in those eight starts, incredible for the time that he's been here with the Nationals and then a great fall league to build off of that. It just gives you a lot of hope. And you got that for a guy like a Jamer Candelario who you didn't expect a whole lot going into the season. And then all of a sudden you trade him at the deadline and you get a pitcher like this. So I think, the, you know, having a guy like hers is going to be really nice because he can maybe end up fighting into the rotation if he can figure out some of those walks. But if nothing else, you know, you've got a nice, nasty lefty that you can utilize out of the bullpen. Low arm slot, so he's kind of gone to the slider over that spike curveball now that works a little better for him. And as I said, he told me this, but the changeup was just dominant this past season. You mentioned the fastball is not overpowering. It's low 90s. You know, I think he's 92, 93 a lot. He can run it up, you know, 94, 95. But, you know, 91 to 93 and uh, getting to watch him a lot just last year on the the Milbap on on TV, you know, in double A, uh, he – was dominant at a level where if, if you can pitch in double a, you can pitch in the big leagues. Now there's a lot of caveats to that, obviously, but you're facing some pretty talented, good competition. My guess is he'll be in triple a to start the season and we'll see him uh, fairly early into before the midway point of this year in, in some capacity with the nationals. Uh, the next guy to talk about is Cole Henry. Henry. We've had on the podcast a couple times, a friend of the program, course he was one of the great pitchers in minor league baseball statistically before he started suffering some major arm injuries now he's 24 years old he's a right-handed pitcher last season he came back from thoracic outlet pitched in fredericksburg wilmington and eventually 10 games in harrisburg got hit around a little bit and struggled with his control and command uh which happens after you come back from a serious surgery and some arm problems uh but i'm looking forward to seeing him settle back in i mean this is a guy that Remember, before he got hurt in 2022, had a 170 RA and had given up 14 hits in 31 innings before that injury. Uh, they still obviously have high hopes for him. He's another guy, and there's a bunch like this in their system, Toby, where you know he profiles as a legitimate starter, but now there there is a red flag, so to speak, where you worry if maybe he ends up in the pen. You know, in his case, it's just durability, uh, the, you know, trying to keep him healthy. Uh, the fact that he's left starts now, even post coming back from thoracic outlet with some issues. So there's obvious concern, but them keeping him on the 40 man and protecting him tells you that they still believe he's going to be able to help them in the major leagues for a long time to come. Yeah, it's a shame because like you pointed out, he was spectacular before he had to have surgery for thoracic outlet. And so now it's more so just about getting back to that health, I think, than anything, because before that he was dominant. And so I don't know that he's going to end up being a starter. You know, you wish in the nationals organization, there were some more bona fide, legit number two, number three type starters. There really aren't as many as you'd like, but at the same point, you've got some guys that hopefully one or two of them that project maybe as a fringe bullpen starter guy can end up being starters for you. I mean, look at a guy like a Jake Irvin last year and what he was able to do. So I, I think for Cole Henry, the main thing is if he can get back to full health and kind of work on that and then get back to some sort of that form that he had before, you know, it'd be great if he could be a starter. I just don't know that that's in the cards after having that surgery. But even if he can just be a good to dominant reliever, that'd be nice. So I think he's got the stuff to do it. It'll be interesting to see. But the main thing for him is that health. 
Yeah, and what's fun about the guys they protected, and I guess it makes sense, right? Because if you're getting protected and added to the 40-man, it means you're closer to the big leagues. But you're going to see hers in D.C. this year. You're going to see Henry in D.C. this year. And you're going to see the next guy we're talking about in D.C. this year, Mitchell Parker, who is their number 25 overall prospect, according to MLB Pipeline. I actually would have him ranked a little higher than that. I've felt like he was slept on for a little while, but he's huge. He's 6'4", 224, kind of some Jake Irvin to his game, to be honest with you, in that way. Like, he's a big-bodied guy who's produced in the minor leagues without a lot of fanfare. Um, 24-year-old lefty, average fastball, pretty good curveball, probably a tick above above average. Um, Third pitch is a changeup. This past season, he proved himself durable for the second straight year. He pitched in 100 innings in 2022 and 125 innings this year, which in the minor leagues are, are pretty legit totals for a prospect. Uh, he had just 115 hits given up in 124 innings. He does not get hit that hard. His hits per nine, his batting average against are normally very solid in his career, 237. Again, though, the story with him is walks. And he was better this year, to his credit. He walked 67 in 100 innings last year and just 61 in 124 innings this year. But that walk rate, while last year it was like awful, this year was just kind of normal concerning or like not awful, but maybe what I would say is bad. Uh, You want him to throw more strikes if he's going to be a starter. But he's another one of these guys. The reason he's not a higher-end prospect, he's not a top 10 or so guy in the system with his stuff and production and the inability to hit him, is that he walks too many guys. You know, if he threw strikes, he would have been in the big leagues last year. If he consistently threw the ball over the plate, I think he would have logged a couple dozen innings for the Nationals, perhaps. But they're trying to get him to continue. And I think he's gotten better and better in that area. Mike Rizzo's talked about that publicly. Um, The walk rate had gone from uh, 8.4% in 2021 to 15.4% in 2022, which was insane. Uh, it obviously came back down, which was really good to see. But uh, they protected him. Not a surprise. That was a lock, I thought, because he, he has a chance to really be a helpful pitcher for them. Yeah, and I mean, 2022, like you said, the walks were high, but the batting average against was 208. It went back up to 244. But this year, a strikeouts of 150 and 132 innings or 124 innings, sorry. So, yeah, I mean, he's got stuff. It's just... It seems like we talk about this with so many Nationals pitchers. Can they get the walks in order? I mean, I think that's the main thing for a lot of guys. Like, if they can figure out a way to just limit the walks or at least make it just so it's an acceptable rate, then you've got lots of talent in the minor leagues with these pitchers. It's just so many of these guys have a walk rate that is unsustainable in Major League Baseball to be an effective pitcher. It's just about figuring out ways to do it. But, you know, I'm going to take a guy – that has that type of a stuff that you see with Mitchell Parker. I'm going to take a guy with that kind of stuff and hope that I can figure things out over a guy that just doesn't necessarily have it. You know, I I think he's got the goods. It's just about development. And again, this is why it's so important to have guys in the minor leagues that can develop these guys. And I think, you know, hopefully you see him up in the majors soon and contributing. Do you think he's someone that could stick as a starter? I mean, you're looking at the nationals rotation right now and, you know, obviously Gore and gray and, uh, Irvin and possibly Rutledge and Cavalli like you're, you're kind of running out of spots but at the same point it's not like some of these guys are locked in like if Jake Irvin comes out and struggles next year a little bit and someone's having a spectacular time in the minor leagues maybe you could come up and have someone try out as a starter do you think Mitchell Parker or one of these guys could come up and maybe take a starting spot next year 
Yeah, I do. I mean, out of camp, you're saying, or just in general? Just at some point during the season. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Absolutely. I mean, you saw what Jake, you you mentioned it a few minutes ago. You saw what Jake Irvin did this year. Like, if you would have, it, it to me, it's the same as asking last offseason, could Jake Irvin end up starting some, like, he ended up being a member of the rotation pretty much the whole year and exceeding a lot of expectations, right? So, no doubt about it. I mean, you you have these guys continue to start until they prove that they can't. Eventually, they might fall into a bullpen role at the major league level. But, yeah, I would bet against them making uh, the team out of camp. Yeah. I don't think any of them have a chance to start out of spring training. I think that'd be stunning and, frankly, pretty odd and weird to do that. Um, even though one of the, the spots that we presumably Cade Cavalli's is going to be open because – you know, you'd think you'd bring him back slowly at the beginning of the year. But, yeah, I think as the year goes on, you're definitely going to see each of these guys. And I think if you're asking me, will they make starts? You know, the only guy I could see, and I'm completely speculating, like I I hope Cole Henry's a starter at the beginning of the year. But if they just feel like the best way to keep him healthy and control the arm is to, to make him a reliever or something, I could see that. But the other two are going to be starters and are going to get a chance to maybe pitch in the AAA rotation right away. And now you're a phone call away. Uh, one other guy we should talk about added to the 40-man roster. I love this guy. And we never really talk about him on the show because he was out all of last year, kind of forgotten man, is Zach Brixey. Uh, Brixey, that's how you say his name. It's spelled B-R-Z-Y-K-C-Y. So it looks like Brizditch. <laughs> I, I don't even know how you would pronounce that based on what it looks like. But it's Zach Brixey. Uh, this so a quick kind of backstory on him would be he went undrafted in 2020. Remember though that was the COVID year, so it was only a five round draft. Uh, he was awesome in the Cape Cod League before the draft. Had like seven saves, pitched ten times, was lights out. It's a Virginia Tech product. Doesn't get picked. The Nats like him. They pay him 20k. They tell him to come to Washington System. He does. He immediately uh, struggled for like a couple weeks and then locked it in and has become pretty much lights out over the last couple of years. Like one of the best relief pitching prospects, not only in their system, number one, but uh, for a lot of teams, I would say. Uh, if you look at just the results and the numbers, he had Tommy John surgery in April, so he's not going to debut until later in the season, I would imagine. Um, but he comes back, started this year, let's say, you pitch him at double A maybe for a cup of coffee and then triple A where he's going to spend the bulk of his season. He'll also be in the majors. Listen to these numbers, Toby, in 2022. In 51 games, he had a 170 RA, 61 innings, 33 hits, 95 strikeouts. I I mean, I, I don't I'm not, I don't know if I've seen that. 95 strikeouts and 33 hits. A 157 average against a... a a uh, 1.01 whip, 51 games, man. He pitched 17 of them in A+, 32 of them in Harrisburg, and then he pitched twice in AAA and in an inning in two-thirds at a couple of Ks uh, and, and was on his way. And then, obviously, the, the injury in Tommy John. But I am a big fan of Brixies. He's a reliever only. This is not a starter, but he's going to be a good reliever for them. I just hope he gets all the way back from that injury. Yeah, interested to see if he can come back fully healthy. But, I mean, like you said, those 2022 numbers are nasty. And it's not like he did all of it at high A. Like, it was a majority at double A. I mean, if you just take out 
those numbers. It's just 32 games at double A. It's a 189 ERA, 38 innings. He comes in, strikes out 54, an average against of just 162, 105 whip. I mean, he was absolutely incredible that year. Now it's just about, again, coming back healthy. And we talked about that with a couple of these guys, but we'll see what he can do. I mean, plenty of people have come back from Tommy John, but it's not something that you can just scoff at. I mean, it still is a major recovery, especially for a pitcher. So I'm interested to see what he can do. But I mean, this is someone that hopefully the Nationals can add to a bullpen that was horrendous this past season and give you at least a reliable reliever. Because, I mean, the important thing for the Nationals in the bullpen at this point I wouldn't say is top end talent because I think Finnegan was fine. I think Harvey's fine. It's about getting some depth. And so having a guy like a Brixie hopefully come up and help in the bullpen at some point will give you an extra guy that hopefully you can depend on in high leverage situations or just at least to have some extra guys you can depend on. Yeah, when they're ready to win again, maybe you go spend some good money on a closer or shut down back end arm. But for right now, to your point, you just need guys that can get outs, right? I mean, with what they're trying to do, Last season, this coming season, you just need a handful of guys that you can trust and not just have an A bullpen, but on those B days when people are tired, you know, you got two or three other guys that aren't going to let the game get away. Uh, by the way, one stat on Mitchell Parker from Kyle Brostowitz of Nats PR that I saw up this week. Parker ranks among all qualified minor league pitchers uh, over the last few seasons. Uh, so this is, I think, dating back to 2021, just like the uh, DJ Hurst stat that I'd read from Kyle earlier. Parker since 2021, third in the minor leagues in strikeouts per nine, fifth in strikeouts total, and opponent batting average 11th at 237. So a nice track record of success for him uh, over the last couple of seasons as well. Uh, so that'll kind of be a wrap for the player conversation and the 40-man roster discussion. Uh, I guess I could just point out Andrew Lara, the guy that they didn't protect, who I said I wasn't necessarily surprised by, uh, but he was he's a 20-year-old who was pitching this year at A-plus ball, which tells you a lot. Now, he didn't fare great. Uh, he made 23 starts, pitched in 98 innings, only allowed 90 hits, but he doesn't strike anybody out this year. He had 66 Ks, which is odd because last year at Fredericksburg, where I saw him a bunch, he was over a strikeout per inning. Um, walks, 34 walks, not necessarily problematic, um, but low strikeout rate. You almost need to walk nobody to make that work. Average against was 241. Um, it's a worthwhile project, in my opinion. He's 6'4". As I said, he's one of the bigger guys you'll see pitching in their system. He's got an above-average fastball and an average slider and working on his changeup. It's a Venezuelan kid who uh, they signed for over a million dollars in 2019 in uh, in the July signings. They, they really, really liked him. So it's painful, I'm sure, for them to have this guy now cracking the top 20 in the system and getting a little closer to the major leagues. He had a 3.89 ERA over seven starts in August and September going into uh, the end of the season where I think they probably felt like maybe he was turning a corner, but uh, you, you can't keep everybody and these spots are limited and, and he, he just hasn't shown enough, I would say, to make you think he's on the same level or has the upside of like a hers or a Henry or even a Parker who's ranked behind him via MLB pipeline. Yeah, I mean, it stinks to have him at least eligible to be taken. I'd be interested to see what happens with that. But if you're the Nationals, you got to go with the other four guys. I mean, they're very close to the big leagues at that point and can help you pretty soon. And you just hope that everything works out and he can be back with the organization. 